Welcome to the Lift Church podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you to live up to your God-given potential. Um, morning, lovely people. How are we? Are we good? We're doing good? Happy to be here? Awesome. Very cool. Well, I want you to turn to your neighbour and say, Happy Neighbour Day, neighbour. Because that's what it is today and we're really looking forward to spending some time with our neighbours. So we've invited, um, I think it's four streets down, that's, uh, hang on, where are we? Four streets that way, um, uh, to come and join us for a barbecue after the experience. So for those of you who are here right now, definitely stick around. We're going to have a barbecue and and yeah, we're just going to have a bit of fun meeting our neighbours, getting to know each other and things like that. So it's going to be really cool. Um, I just want to second what Josh said about um, Upper Room. You know, on Sundays we do get to have a beautiful... I don't want to call it sample, but we get to have a beautiful moment where um, we do engage with worship through music and the band leads us brilliantly. But we know that on a Sunday morning, we have other things that we've got to kind of get to, like the word and like fellowship. Um, but for uh, upper room nights, can I tell you, it's just an amazing time to come and just soak in the presence of God. And um, just the other day, I, I kind of had, had just a bit of time, I think it was half an hour, 40 minutes, where I just kind of went away and and decided to have a bit of just soaking in God's presence. And, and as you can probably tell, I'm a little bit nasally. Um, so I was struggling with a cold um, and just a bit of sickness throughout this week. But coming out of that time where I was just with God, I actually felt a whole lot better. And it only dawned on me a little bit later that I was like, hang on, I just spent time with my divine healer, with the healer. Um, so of course I'd be feeling better if I've been in the healer's presence. And so every now and then, I think three, four times a year, we we want to put on these special nights called Upper Room so that you have the ability to just come, leave your cares at the door. Actually, you know what? Bring your cares in because I believe that when we meet with God, He speaks to us so relevantly about what's going on in our life. And, and there is that corporate aspect where we get together to worship and prayer, but there's definitely an exchange that happens on that individual level if you come, if you bring your faith, if you position yourself. Um, so we invite you to to that and and everyone's welcome. Um, You can bring your family, your friends, whoever you think might benefit from a space like that. Um, So that's coming up and that's going to be awesome. Today, um, we, Pastor Nate and I decided to do something a little bit fun with our preaching series um, and that we'd kind of take turns doing a series. We thought we'd just trial it, if that's cool with you. Um, And so this week and next week, um, this is my series, this is my time. Um, And so Um, Coming out of the series we were just in about emotional health, um, what did we call it, sorry? Untangling emotions, that's the one. Untangling emotions, sorry, I'm already like ahead in the future. Um, So entangling emotions, I don't know about you, but I came out um, really inspired, full of knowledge and wisdom, but there was definitely a part of me that was like, I've got some things to work on. I've got some issues. Um, And so this series, I thought, hey, why don't we put on the back of that and just kind of come into more of a space where there's not a whole lot of, I want to say head knowledge or like new things to learn, but just a space that we can come into and really reflect on this God who actually cares for us. And I don't know about you, but um, a question that I get all the time from believers and people who aren't, um, you know, walking with Christ is this question of, if God really cares, then why would he let this thing happen? 
If God really cares, then why would He let this breakup happen? If God really cared, why would He let my business go south? If God really cared, why, why am I experiencing this trouble? And so my prayer during this mini-series is that you would walk away not only understanding that God cares for you, but how He cares for you. I would love for you to walk away from this series with this perspective of, I, I actually, my eyes are open to how my God cares for me. So that's my prayer, that you would be encouraged, that you would walk away with that sense of God loves me as His child, that He cares for me as His child. So, all right, I have a question to ask you. And if we can uh, get that video ready, just to prompt you guys. Um, but have you ever lost your footing before? Have you ever like slipped over? I feel like this happens every time I wear flip-flops. Every time I'll be walking and I'll just stack it and fall over myself. But have you ever done it? Who here has um, grown up watching Funniest Home Videos? Quick show of hands. Yeah, probably if you were 80s or 90s baby, you would have grown up watching Funniest Home Videos. And we spend hours laughing at people who lose their footing, who are walking along and then absolutely stack it. Well, you know, I, I really enjoyed watching these things as a kid. And, and generally, I enjoy having a laugh. But you know what? It's less funny. I've come to know that it's less funny when it actually happens to you. You see, a group of us um, went to Hillsong Conference last year, so that's in Sydney, and it was Pastor Nate, Josh, and Robin, and it was cool because we were kind of having this great holiday together where we were going and just spending this great time with God. And, um, and something that I do every year is that I, I want to learn a new skill or, or just a new hobby or something fun. Um, I tried learning how to drive stick a few years ago. <laughs> I learnt but I'm not very good at it. Um, but just different things like learning how to cartwheel, learning how to whistle, stuff like that. This time, so last year, I decided, wouldn't it be awesome to learn how to skateboard? And you see, for me, I used to dance and I thought, oh, it couldn't be too hard, right? Like, you know, I know what it is to be, um, to have my footing, to be somewhat balanced, to be poised while I do it. And so I had high expectations. I went in pretty confident. And so at Hillsong Conference last year, um, on the last morning, we were walking to brunch and there was this amazing bridge that we had to cross in order to get to our brunch place. And, um, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is like the perfect place to learn how to skateboard, right? And Josh had brought his skateboard along. He's like, yeah, awesome, egging me on, as he does. He's awesome for that. Um, <laughs> maybe not this time, but generally, no. Um, and so we're like, yeah, cool. And so we whipped out the skateboard and, um, and yeah, I went in really confident and I thought, this is going to be amazing. Do you guys want to see how it ended up? All right, let's roll the video. Oh! And all the nurturers said, oh! That's right. That's right. You know how long that video clip is? Six seconds. I lasted less than six seconds. I, I know, Beck, have pity on me. Um, I went in super confident. I was like, yep, I got this. It's going to be all right. I didn't even look that poised. How embarrassing. Um, but, but I thought I'd do much better than six seconds. It's funny, right? You can laugh. That's totally fine. Um, I probably had a sore back, like, for the next two weeks or something. But to this day, I'm like, I'm not getting back on a skateboard. I thought, wouldn't it have been really awesome to actually like show you this morning that I could skateboard now? 
Well, no, because I never got back on a skateboard. Um, I, <laughs> I was like, do it. Even if there was a skateboard, I would be too scared to do it right now. Um, but you know what? I went in fairly confident. And then after that stack, my confidence was shattered, absolutely shattered. But you know what? As funny as it is watching funny some videos and watching me stack it on a skateboard, what I found is that throughout life, many of us can actually be going through life like this, where we've gone into a situation or we've kind of come into a new job, we've started our new uni degree or, you know, we've embarked on this relationship and then things start to break down. You know, we get that assessment back where we're like, oh my gosh, I tanked. That was terrible. Or maybe, you know, that relationship where we'd been dating for a few months or something and then it breaks down and you didn't see that coming. You know, we go through these situations where we're pretty confident, we're cruising through life, like me and my awesome skateboard, and then something happens and our confidence is shattered. You know, I believe that there, there are just times in our life where they're unexpected and it can really take the legs out from underneath us. Some of you may know that um, Pastor Nate and I, we're on this journey of adoption and um, we're looking at adopting a young child. Um, and just this last week, we had a, an adoption seminar. It was actually one of our last, so it's a bit of a milestone for us. We're into our third um, and last phase, I guess, um, of this process, which is pretty cool. Um, but this assessment that we went into this week, it was basically all about, sorry, this seminar we went into was all about how we were going to be assessed in the coming months as parents, um, you know, to see whether we are fit to actually adopt uh, a child. And so I walked in and as our um, seminar uh, lecturer or person started to tell us about the different areas that we would be assessed on, um, you know, there were some areas that came up and I was like, awesome, we've already talked about that. Yes, got that one in the bag. That's awesome. And, you know, she'd touch on these different areas like, okay, what's your um, plan for discipline? Questions started to come up. I was like, oh, okay, I really got to look into that a little bit more, really got to read up a bit on that. And then there were a few other questions where she's like, yep, you're going to be assessed on that. You're going to be assessed on that. And then before I knew it, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. And my confidence as I went into that room was kind of left in the room. I walked out and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we're getting ourselves into. But anyway, so I came out and I was like, right, how, uh, like, where do I go from here? Where, um, what happens now? And, um, and often what I found in life is that when we are lacking confidence, because it's a bit, a bit of a desire that we all have. I think, think back to that last important decision that you made. How confident did you want to be? 99%, 100%, 110% maybe. You wanted to be fairly confident, right? Important decisions, you want to be there. You want to be pretty sure. And so it is a desire that we all have and, and that's perfectly fine. But what I find is that Sometimes this desire to be confident, we can actually sometimes be met with this desperation to be confident. I don't know whether you've ever been there, but when you've been praying about something or you've been thinking about something, researching about something, and you're not quite 100% confident, you try to grab and find confidence anywhere. 
you might want to try and grab confidence from other people or from yourself. And I know for me that those tend to be the two areas that I gravitate towards. When I'm desperate to, to be confident, I start to look to other people, place my confidence in other people, or I begin to place my confidence in myself. But you know, a lesson that I've learned throughout my life is that sometimes other people and putting my confidence in myself as well actually isn't the best place to place my confidence. You see, when we put our confidence in other people, I think the saying goes that people are great until they're not. Anyone heard of that saying? It's like people, you know, people are trustworthy and you can put your confidence in people until they have a bad day and then your best hinges on their worst and sometimes people can be pretty unpredictable. You know, there's a a proverb in the Bible that says, Proverbs 25 verse 19 says, putting confidence in an unreliable person in times of trouble is like chewing with a broken tooth or walking with a lame foot. I don't know about you, but I kind of see this picture in my head where someone's chewing with a broken tooth and they're not getting far at all. And it's the same for when we put our confidence in other people. Sometimes uh, we stall in our journey because of that. And then other times it feels like we have been taken out of that journey completely. You know, um, it's quite a few years back now, but... um, I, I was told that I have the gift of teaching and the gift of communication and things like that. And, and early on in my journey, this is definitely something that I struggle with. And still right now, if I can be honest, I do struggle with, um, with my confidence in other people. That sometimes I put it there too quickly, um, only for it to really hinder me, yeah. Um, but years ago, um, when I started on my journey of teaching and communication and things like that, um, there was this person who, um, who is an amazing person and so wise and I really um, found her counsel to be really beneficial and just amazing. But there was this one day where there was somebody else um, speaking and this was at my previous church. Someone else was speaking and doing the preaching for the morning and, and afterwards um, me and this lady, we were talking in the foyer and um, I don't know why, this was probably a slip of, you know, sometimes you just say things, you're like, why do I even say that? But um, she compared me to that person that was on the stage. And, um, and that for me, I, and, and it wasn't a good comparison. It was like a, you know, that person is wow and you're, yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> I like my sound effects. Um, but you get what I mean. And so, um, but because I had, and that's why I don't blame this woman at all. Like, I, I really do believe that she's a wise woman and amazing with counsel. But the error that I had made was that I had put too much confidence in what other people said about me. Because I allowed um, myself to take that comment on board. And that, I know, looking back, that stalled me big time in my journey in learning how to teach and communicate to this day where I was like, I could be so much further on in my journey if I hadn't allowed uh, uh, my confidence to be in what other people say. From then on, I second guessed myself. I doubted myself. Whenever I stood up to the plate, there was that fear in me. There was that anxiety in me where I needed to get things perfect and get things right just so what other people said about me would be, you know, what I wanted to hear. And so I found out that sometimes putting my confidence in other people isn't the best way to go. 
And you know what? When we've been hurt, when we've placed our confidence in other people and been hurt, often our um, reaction is to then put it in ourselves because we're like, okay, I'm not another person. I'm a safe place. And we start to really... um, you know, look at what we have and put confidence in our intelligence, maybe in how we look, how we dress, our style. Maybe it's in our finance or in the job position that we've got and maybe things that we're trying to achieve and kind of pursuing. We begin to place our confidence there. But I found that even the Word of God teaches us that, hey, putting your confidence in yourself isn't the best place either. Um, There's a scripture in, and I don't think I actually added it in there, sorry, but you can listen to it. It's Matthew 5.30, and it says, If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away, for it is better that you lose one of your members than that, than that your whole body go into hell. And this verse is, um, there is definitely the salvation and eternal life implications of this verse. But I want to look at it um, at a more surface area uh, level. I believe that what this verse is encouraging us is that even ourselves can lead ourselves astray. And so putting confidence in, in who we are and our intelligence and our gifts and things like that, sometimes it can actually end up le- leading us astray. You know, I um, had this friend a few years ago. Um, she was about to get married and, and she was really enjoying the engagement phase. Um, but as many engagement couples begin to do is that um, they begin to struggle in their, uh, the sexual area of their relationship because you've grown together emotionally, you've grown together intellectually, spiritually, but the one area that you can't, you know, there's a line um, is in the area of your sexual relationship. And I remember, um, I remember her calling me up one day and she was pretty distraught and Basically, what she was telling me was that she was trying in her own strength to put in boundaries, to put in, um, you know, safety measures, both him and her, um, but that she just couldn't rely on herself anymore, that she couldn't trust, she couldn't put confidence in herself because every time they crossed a boundary, um, well, they would do that on multiple occasions and she just got to the end of herself. She's like, I cannot put my confidence in myself anymore if I'm wanting to get married um, as this person who, you know, um, has kept this part of me for my husband and my husband alone. And so she reached out because she came to the end of herself and she um, realised that putting confidence in herself was not the way that she could go forward. It wasn't the best place for her right now. So I want to put the question out to you. What areas of your life maybe you're struggling in and maybe it's um, something has really you know, popped up and something has happened? Reflect for a moment. Have you placed your confidence in someone else? or maybe other people, or have you begun to put your confidence in yourself? I want you to reflect on that for a moment. Because the truth is, is that it's not how confident we are that matters. It's actually where we place our confidence. That's what actually matters. And you know, if you are thinking to yourself, and you've remembered, wow, actually that situation has come up where 
I have actually placed my confidence elsewhere in, in kind of moving targets in unstable uh, places, then you're not alone because there's this man named David. He's in the Bible, King David. Many of you might know him as. And um, he goes through many challenges in life. If you've ever um, read his story, he, you know, he has ups and downs in life. But I believe one of the most heartbreaking times in his life is... Um, is when he has a falling out with his son Absalom. Now you can read the story for yourself in 2 Samuel chapter 15 to 19, I believe it is. Um, but I thought because it's four chapters long, we will not go into it today. Um, but just to give you a bit of an idea of what happened for King David, is that he, um, so King David is king, obviously, and his son rebels against him. Now, I'm not talking about his son um, is not wanting to brush his teeth before going to bed. I'm not talking about that kind of rebellion. I'm talking about Absalom is this grown man, and what he's trying to do is actually usurp the throne from underneath um, his dad. He's trying to, and he actually is successful in winning over the hearts of these people that King David are leading, the Israelite people. And so he sets himself up to basically be an enemy of his father. Can you imagine that for a moment? This person that you love, this person that you've laid down your life for, and maybe you don't have children here and that's okay, but you would have somebody in your life who you love dearly. Can you imagine them turning on you in such a way where they actually become your enemy? Heartbreaking, right? Absolutely heartbreaking. You know, I believe that this is one of those those crazy moments in King David's life where he loses his confidence. He would have lost his confidence in his ability to be a father. You know, wouldn't he be questioning, where have I gone wrong? I, I have gone wrong, it's clear. Where have I gone wrong? He would have been, his confidence about him as a dad would have been shattered, that part of his identity. And you know what's more? He actually goes into this period of time where Absalom is actually winning the hearts of the people he leads. How confident would he feel about being the leader, about being the king, about his own authority? I believe his confidence would be absolutely shattered. And you must read this story. It is amazing because there's this, there's this crazy moment where it's kind of like this big crescendo where um, King David is just absolutely heartbroken. His son has done the worst possible thing you could imagine he's gone against him but you know what's really beautiful about this story about King David is that he it's said to um, uh, scholars have said to believe that he actually pens Psalm 23 during this time and if you're familiar with Psalm 23 you would know that it's read at a lot of funerals because of the comforting uh, verses that are found in it and we're going to read through it in a moment but I want you to now see this psalm through the lens of you've just lost your confidence or King David has just lost his confidence. And now we read this psalm. So Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
It's a powerful psalm if we see it in the context of having lost your confidence. Am I right? So this morning, what I want us to touch on is actually the, the first part of this psalm and, and really unpack it and t- to see what King David was actually putting forth in this picture because we don't use words like shepherd now. We don't really, you know, we don't really come across that. We don't really talk about green pastures, still waters and, and what all that means. And so this morning, I want us to look at that beginning with verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. If we can get that next picture, that would be awesome. Beautiful. So this is actually a picture. I didn't take this picture, but this is a place that Pastor Nate and I went on our honeymoon. It's the Rob Roy um, trek in New Zealand in the South Island. And this is just a beautiful area with green pastures. You know, when we read that psalm, often what I think, and I'm sure you do is that we think of pictures like this where there's this greenery there's this lush um, pasture and and it's just beautiful but the next photo I'm going to show you is actually more accurately what King David would have been looking at here check out that brown (laughs) check out that sun-scorched beautiful hillside Um, this is actually the picture of what King David was talking about now Why this is so beautiful is King David was talking about his utter reliance, his confidence, placing his confidence in the shepherd. Because for a sheep on the hillside in Israel, it was not easy to come by green pastures. It was not easy to find these places to lie down and to find rest for the soul. But instead, what the sheep would need to do is that they needed to depend wholeheartedly on the shepherd to lead them to these places and I believe what King David was saying was really powerful in that he was saying in the shepherd in the Lord I'm going to place my confidence because he's going to lead me to a place where I can actually rest my soul what do you need when you have just had your legs taken out from underneath you what do you need when your confidence has just been shattered you need to find a safe place You need to find a place where your soul can be at ease. You know, one thing that I found when my confidence has been shattered is that all of these questions come up about who I am, my identity, where I'm meant to be going in life. Have I heard right from God? All of these questions come up. And you know, if I had to look after myself in those times, if I had to find rest myself for my soul, then I would, that questioning would cause me to spiral. But... If I believe that the Lord is my shepherd, that he's the one that can lead me to this place of rest, then I'm in far better care. I'm in far better hands. And, you know, I believe that the shepherd not only led the sheep, but I believe that the shepherd's presence was actually that source of of rest for the soul. And so I believe that that's what David was saying for us today, that when you lose your confidence, don't worry Put your confidence in the shepherd because he will help you find those places of rest where you can really uh, think about, where you can cry, where you can have those moments where, God, what has just happened? Why is this thing happening to me? There's this safe place that the shepherd, that the Lord provides for us. He is a place where we can rest our soul. If we can go back to um, that picture again, because the next thing that King David points out for us is in verse 3. 
It says, He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. What King David here is actually saying is that this shepherd, that the Lord leads me in the right path. And what you can't see on this hill in this particular picture, but what is actually there at a more, um, when, when you're actually there on the hill, is that there are so many different paths on this hill. There are paths that lead to no food. There are paths that lead to some food. There are paths that lead to those still waters. There are paths that lead to murky waters. But there are like thousands of paths on these hills where the sheep could go. And so what the sheep needed to do was actually stick close to the shepherd and put their complete trust and reliance in the shepherd because the shepherd knew what the sheep would need and knew where to go. He knew the exact right path and the way to go. You know, whenever I thought about this scripture, I always thought there's one path. And it's wide, it is clear, but King David's saying, no, 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 no. Think about real life when there are so many avenues you could go down, when there are so many paths you could chase chase down, when there are so many options in front of you, you can put your confidence in the shepherd that he knows what you need, that he sees before you what you need and is able to lead you there. You know, I think for King David, He first comes to the Lord. He comes to God and says, God, you are my place of rest. I know that I'm safe. Having these questions go through my mind. Am I a good enough dad? Am I a good enough king and ruler? I know that you're a safe place. But you know what? I think God wouldn't have us stay there where we're just at rest because he sees the journey that's ahead. He sees that, no, 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 there's more to life. Don't camp here. Don't stay here with your confidence still waning. Come on, it's time to get up, little sheep. It's time to get up and follow me down the path. That is right, the path that you do need to go down. That's what I believe that King David was putting out to us that, yes, the shepherd knows a place of rest, but he also knows where to next. And if we place our confidence in him, we will surely get to that next place. And there's a third thing that King David draws out for us in this picture. In verse 4, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, right now, that valley, uh, that Hillside doesn't look too bad, but you can see amongst all the folds and all the hills that there are these deep, deep valleys. And you know, at night, for a shepherd and for their sheep, these are the scariest places. Why? Because amongst, well, first of all, it's not a very easy place to walk, is it? Can you imagine doing that in hills? That would be ridiculous. Um, It wasn't a safe place to walk. It wasn't an easy ground to actually walk on. But more than that, at night, there would be lurking predators. There'd be lurking these animals. The Bible talks about how David, um, you know, took down lions and bears because they were coming after his sheep as when he was a shepherd. And that's what we would find in these hills lurking around at night. And, you know, sometimes when we lose our confidence, it feels like we have enemies. It feels like we have things that are just lining up one after the other, wanting to devour us, wanting to take us out, take our confidence out, but leave us taken out, leave us sidelined and out of the race that God has called us uh, to run. 
And there's this picture where we definitely have these enemies that are lurking around our lives wanting to take our confidence out. Because when our confidence is taken out, then we are slower to move. We're slower uh, to get to where God wants us to be. And that's the picture that King David presents to us, that in these um, in these valleys, in these dark places, yes, it's scary. Yes, there are predators. But you know what? Sheep, you're okay because you have the shepherd who is your guide. You have the shepherd who is leading you on. And what I love is that in this psalm, it paints this picture of the shepherd having a rod and a staff. And the staff had a little hook on it to be able to hook in the sheep when they were getting out of, um, out of reach. You know, and I believe that the shepherd, they wouldn't be sleeping at night in these valleys, but they would be alert, they would be awake, just waiting for any sheep to kind of run off and do their own thing to grab them back because they know that when you're with me, when you're with the shepherd, that's when you are safest. But the shepherd also had a weapon. They also had a rod that they would use to beat off these predators. And I love this picture that King David gives us because he says, you know what, shepherd, the Lord, he's not just my safe place when I'm questioning because I, my confidence has been shattered. He's not just my compass and my guide for when I'm ready to get up and go down the path, the right path. But you know what? He also protects me when I'm on that journey. He protects me from uh, the things that are out to get me. You know, something that I love is that God is so clear about, um, about His protection for us. And I love that He puts in things uh, in the Word of God that we can do to ensure this kind of confidence. One thing that I, I can't rave enough about, um, and I have so many testimonies about, is the tithe. God talks about when you bring your tithe, I will rebuke the devourer, meaning that your money won't just disappear as it does seem like sometimes. But you know what? Your money is actually going to be more influential. It's going to go further than you ever thought possible. You're going to have more than enough for what you need. And it's a promise of God. And so whenever I tithe, you know what? I have full confidence in the shepherd. I put my tithe in and I'm like, I'm not even thinking about my financial status because I have tithe. I've placed my confidence in the shepherd and I know that he will protect me from any weapon that the enemy would forge against me. We have that assurance. We have that confidence when we have the presence of the shepherd. And so I love this picture that King David is giving us this morning. And I don't know where you're at today. I don't know whether life is cruisy. You're on the skateboard and you're staying on the skateboard. If you are, congratulations. You're doing better than me. Um, but uh, something that a preacher once said is that you're either going into a storm or you're coming out of a storm. Man, our confidence can be really transient. Our confidence can be there one day and gone the next. Where are you at this morning? Are you needing to call upon the shepherd to be that safe place for your questioning, for that, you know, am I a good enough parent? Have I got this as a student? Have I decided to, the right, to do the right thing? Or maybe you've gone through that questioning with the Lord and you're picking yourself back up, you're gaining that confidence again, but maybe you're like, I don't know where to next. The Lord knows where to next. And maybe you're on that path, but you're still freaking out because something has happened where your confidence has been shattered. 
hey, the Lord is there to protect you on that journey as well. He is your safeguard. He is your rear guard. He's your hedge of protection. And so this morning, I wanted to put that question out to you, but I also wanted to put out the question, are you walking with the shepherd? And who, who are we talking about when we talk about the shepherd? Well, God actually sent himself in human form. His name is Jesus. In John 10, 11, Jesus says of himself, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Have you taken up the good shepherd on his word? Have you allowed Jesus to come into your world, come into your life and actually receive his salvation, receive him as the shepherd, as the guide of your soul? Have you made that decision? And this morning, I'd love for us to bow our heads and close our eyes because I want you to really search your heart. I want you to check where you're at. Maybe you've made this decision before, years ago, where you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and to be your Saviour. But you know that you've walked away. You know that actually I don't know Jesus as my safe place. Actually, I don't know Jesus as my guide, as the one I can put my confidence in in that way. Maybe I don't know this Jesus who actually will put his body on the line to defend me, to protect me. And if that's you this morning, I would love to lead you in a prayer that welcomes Jesus in as your good shepherd. So if everyone could repeat this prayer after me. But the power in this is, yes, confessing it, but actually believing it in your heart. Because I believe this morning that as you do that, Jesus is going to reveal himself to you and you're going to be able to see the, the ways that he has personally taken care of you. So right now we're going to pray that prayer. Dear Jesus, you are the good shepherd. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I believe you did that for me. I ask you to be my shepherd, to guide me and protect me and take care of me as your own. Thank you, Jesus. Your name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you made that decision for the first time or if you genuinely like, yes, I need to come back to that space. Well, we have Wendy standing at the back there and she's got a Bible there for you if you yet have a Bible. Because the Word of God talks about Jesus as the Good Shepherd. There are so many stories throughout talking about God's care and God's love for us. And we would love for you to have that immediately in your hands so that you can get those revelations and you can get that Word into you. And so have a chat with Wendy. She'll be there um, for you. But if you have any questions as well, if you've been struggling uh, to have Jesus as your personal shepherd, then she'd be up for a chat. But also what we do after the experience is that we welcome um, uh, anyone who is struggling to come forward to the altar and we're here to pray but right now if I can have the band come forward to help us that'd be great and why don't you stand to your feet this morning you know I thought how we could end this experience was kind of in a posture of surrender a posture of surrendering to this shepherd, to this God 
who cares for us, but this God who so wants to show us that he cares. And so this morning, if you feel comfortable, I'd love for you to just put your hands out as a sign of surrender or lift them up to heaven, however you like to do that. What I want to do right now is just read and declare Psalm 23 over you. And I want you to believe this for yourself. I want you to take this in, receive it with faith this morning. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father God, we thank you that you are this good shepherd, the shepherd of our soul, the shepherd of our heart, and that you are a good shepherd. Father, I lift up every person here this morning who has gone through a bit of life and have had their confidence shattered one way or the other. God, I thank you that you are the God that cares for them, for us. And God, you sent Jesus to prove that. But God, you also show us time and time again that you are here with us, that you are guiding us, that you are our safe place, that you're our protector, that you're our defender, that we can place our confidence in you and you are the safest place. You're the most sure place that we can do that. God, we thank you that you are the same yesterday, today and forever. And so God, I entrust every life into your hands. May they know you, Jesus, as their personal shepherd of their soul. We thank you, God, and we ask this in your name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. If you would like to find out more about Lift, check out our website at theliftchurch.com.au.